Welcome to the Church Plus Podcast. Church Plus is a conversation around growing trends, best practices, and how stuff works in your local church. My name is John Bennett, and I'm going to be your host today. I'm very excited about my interview. It's a power-packed 25 minutes about how to think clearly and practically about the role that financial advisors play in the giving conversation, specifically the giving conversation about being more generous to your local church. Now, no doubt, you realize the significant role that financial advisors play in your members' lives. People take your advice seriously, or at least sometimes they do, and they should take it seriously. But, and there's always a big but in this conversation, when it comes to becoming more and more generous, when when it comes to the journey of generosity, not all financial advisors are created equal. So today, my guests and I are going to be discussing some very important topics. For example, why the money faith conversation is more needed than ever today, July 2021. It's more needed than ever in your local church. Secondly, we're going to talk about why connecting with and developing relationships with kingdom-minded financial advisors can make a big difference on multiple levels in your local church. And finally, we're going to talk about the real power and impact that financial advisors have, not only on the generosity conversation, but ultimately on funding the Great Commission. So today, my guest is Randy Glass. Randy is the Director of Leader Development at Kingdom Advisors. Kingdom Advisors is an organization started by Ron Blue. And KA provides advocacy, training, and community for professionals who are specialists and offering biblically wise advice to their clients. Hey, Randy, welcome to the Church Plus Podcast. Thanks, John. Excited to be here and uh, be with you on the Church Plus Podcast and excited to talk to your listeners today. Absolutely. Looking forward to this topic. It is a topic that I'm not sure is discussed enough. When you talk about the idea of financial planning, financial advisors, uh, Pastors leading congregations, no doubt that so many of the people in the congregation I have either engaged with a financial advisor, have talked with one along the way, but the question or the nuance is, are these financial planners and advisors actually thinking from a kingdom perspective? I mean, really, that seems to be the delineation type of line. Are they actually thinking from a kingdom perspective or not? And I know that's where... Ron Blue started your organization, and I know that's how you intersected with it along the way. So talk to me for a minute about why you think a Christian would need a Christian or kingdom-minded financial advisor, and maybe a follow-up question to that, Randy, is why should a pastor care about that? Yeah, great questions. Well, first, excited to be here, as I mentioned before, and uh, talk to the church leaders and nonprofit leaders. You guys are doing great, great, great work at Generis, and we're just excited to be um King Advisors is part of uh, the call today. So let me list four or five things that I think uh, would be important as to why a Christian would need to seek out a Christian financial planner. You know, if you look at one of the most important reasons is that God talks a lot about money and possessions. And the importance of money and possessions to God is very important. So as believers, it should be very important to us, right? 
but the Bible is very clear, authoritative, and is abundant in talking about money. Uh, in fact, as you well know, there's over 2,000 verses um, that are in Scripture around money and possessions, and yep. many of Jesus' parables were directly related to money. Um, but one of the things that um, is clear in, in looking at God's word is, is this, th this theory of biblical financial wisdom. Yeah. And this is how your worldview of money, your perspective of money and how you use and, the, and how you see the purpose of money is very clear. And God's very clear about that. And biblical financial wisdom is more than just general principles. But as you look in God's word, um, you'll see it's very specific and in many cases and how you apply it. Um, so it's important to God, as I mentioned. So it should be important to us. One of the stories that uh, I like to tell, there's a cartoon that I came across many, many years ago. It's a, it's a picture of a pastor who's actually baptizing a new believer and he's dunking the believer and uh, the believer is underwater, but his hand is held up high in the air and in his hand is his wallet. Uh, <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like the one thing God I'll give you uh, and not give you is, is my money. Let me control my money. And my exactly. Possession. Yep. Um, but that is how a lot of believers, uh, unfortunately, look at money and possessions. And so, um, you know, a Christian really needs to take that seriously because God takes it seriously. Um, you know, we have part of our organization, uh, Kingdom Advisors, is called MoneyWise. You can visit it at moneywise.org. But we really have a lot of resources around stewardship and generosity to both Christians and, and church leaders. Um, but uh, we are seeing an uptick in Christians that are looking for advisors who can kind of guide them on this on this journey uh, of biblical financial wisdom. But I think that's the first reason that it's important to God. It should be very important to us. Right. Yep. Um, I think um, a second is um, uh, is is really around why uh, the impact of money that that it has on our lives. I mean, clearly, I think God knew. Uh, very, very clearly in his word that uh, money was one of the biggest spiritual uh, obstacles and challenges that we would face as believers. It can be That's right. uh, an obstacle. It can be a, a source of joy and blessing. So I think he knew, uh, obviously, um, how important this would be in our discipleship and our journey with him and that this, this might be one of the largest, if not largest stumbling blocks that we as believers face and how we deal with money. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. You know, I think about the uh, entire idea of, uh, you know, the impact of money in our lives and specifically around the idea of being on a journey of generosity. And it all begins with just having a very honest, authentic conversation about money, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably one of the key things you just brought out there is with a kingdom-minded advisor, this is the kind of person that's going to have uh, not just great advice, but they're really going to start the conversation around, listen, everything you have belongs to him. Everything you have, including money, is one of these things that's within this framework that God lays out in his word. And you pointed out very clearly a moment ago that God seems to talk more about money than faith, hope, and love and combined, more than heaven and hell combined, you know. So obviously the topic is incredibly important. And so when you talk about money's impact in our lives, it, 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 should, it opens up an incredible conversation. So without a kingdom-minded advisor helping these folks through, uh, you, know, you, you may end up in the wrong side of the conversation, right? 
Absolutely. You know, and another reason, John, I think that uh, a Christian and church leader should be um, very focused on this uh, topic of Christian financial advisors is you need, if, if money is such a big deal to God and such it should be a, such a big deal to us, we should take it seriously, that you do need wise counsel, biblically wise counsel and a guide and a coach to help you with that, with that journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need someone who shares your worldview, who share, shares your values, you have a common language, and they're really a partner with you in fulfilling God's calling on your life in terms of how he wants to use your, your money and possessions. Um, you know, I've got a story of an advisor that I talked to not too long ago who talked about a client that he had just acquired and said that the reason he moved to this advisor, who happened to be one of our kingdom advisors, was the fact that he had a calling to give as much of his money and his wealth away as possible. Well, he was talking to a advisor who wasn't a Christian, didn't share his worldview, didn't share his values. And this advisor did everything he could to talk him out of giving money away back to the church, back to other organizations. And so that misalignment, John, is so key. You need someone that's going to really grease the wheels of you being able to do what God's asking you to do with your, with your possessions, your money, and not someone that's going to throw up roadblocks. Um, you know, I think another uh, reason that you need this guide and coach is someone that's professionally competent, uh, that, that really sees their accountability to God, not to man. Um, and then someone who's really trained, who knows about these, the way that Christians make decisions. You know, we've identified here at Kingdom Advisors Uh, several uh, distinct financial planning differentiators, Uh, the way that Christians make decisions, the way they see lifestyle and retirement, uh, taxes, wealth transfer. And so you need an advisor who can kind of understand that and help guide you through that, uh, through that path. Um, You know, I I think you and I talked about this earlier is that the way that I look at this, um, from um, uh, an example that if you were a Christian couple and you had marriage issues in your uh, marriage, you would, you would only probably seek a Christian counselor, a uh, marriage counselor, because again, they share your worldview. They understand you. They yep. understand God's word. Same thing with your money. Uh, you need to be uh, looking at someone who can help you navigate uh, biblical financial wisdom. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Randy. I love that analogy about, you know, both the marriage and that. And, you know, I think, too, uh, when you look at the amount of young people that are going into college tuition debt right now, mm-hmm. it, it's astounding. If you start to think about this, that they literally are leveraging their future into the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases at such a young age without realizing the impact on their lives that debt is going to uh, have them really string them up, so to speak. And I think that's the kind of thing that a kingdom minded type of advisor is going to help them navigate through, you know, what kind of responsible debt, if there is any responsible debt when it comes to college t- tuition. Absolutely. At, yeah, exactly. And at your age and stage, what, how you should be thinking about this kind of thing. So again, kind of going back to why should a pastor even care about this conversation? Mm-hmm. I think this is so key because obviously money is very much an integral part of our lives. We've already established that it's very important to God. It should be very important to us, but also when you start talking about the debt conversation between be either person going to school, between a young couple, between somebody even in their 40s and 50s trying to make decisions about how much they need in retirement, all of these types of conversations all are going to impact the level of generosity that they're going to show to a local church. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're not having a conversation with a kingdom minded advisor, uh, good luck in one yeah. sense in trying to help them uh, really understand the giving conversation, you know? Yeah. You know, I'll tell you a, a big misconception, John, is that you don't really need a, a, a financial advisor in general, but even a Christian financial advisor, unless you have a lot of money to invest. And yeah. that is certainly not, not the case. I mean, the example of a student coming out of college with, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt needs a coach and needs a guide and biblically wise counsel as much, if not more, as the person who just sold their business and is a multimillionaire. Um, so I think I think this wise counsel, um, you know, is, is very important for Christians to seek out and for church leaders to help their congregation find uh, financial advisors and planners who can help their congregation and help their help their members. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just kind of touched on that that second question where I was going to go, and it really is, what what is the what is the uh, priority of helping uh, a pastor at a local church build a relationship with a kingdom minded financial advisor, and how do you think that's actually going to help increase generosity in mm-hmm. the long term? And again, I'm not I'm not presupposing that a pastor's only motive is. Hey, let's get them a kingdom advisor so they continue to give more to the local church. I'm not, I don't, the, these are not the kind of guys I work with, at least, and probably not the kind of guys you work with, right? I think they've got clean motives. They didn't get into the ministry because they wanted to raise money, but at the end of the day, they've got to. So, yeah. how does that actually tie together between them being building relationships and then how would that ultimately increase generosity? Yeah, you know, Ron Blue, you mentioned Ron, who founded the organization. Um, I used to travel with him quite a bit in the early days of Kingdom Advisors, and he, some of the larger churches, churches that we would attend or city events that we would do, he would get in the room and he would say, look around the room. He said, in this room today, there is enough wealth to fund the Great Commission and to have every church budget wow. not only met, but overflowing. And that is the case. I mean, we live in, a, in the Atlanta area. There are churches alone who could, who could make a huge dent in funding the Great Commission. Wow. So. So that, that is very important to, to think about, because like you said, I mean, you have to have funding uh, to, to run your ministry and to do the work that God's called you to do. I think there are a couple of things, John, why a church leader and a pastor should really care about developing relationships uh, with financial advisors. I think one of the, one of the most obvious ones um, is the fact that these men and women are natural leaders. Uh, if you look at a church's uh, finance committee or their elders, their deacons, those that they seek out for uh, advice on church business, they tend to be those that are in the financial industry. Um, and so cultivating um, financial advisors and, and those that are in, in that profession can really build up that volunteer leader base in your church that churches, as you know, so need uh, in making wise business decisions uh, about their ministry. Um, I think another, um, and I'll get to the generosity point in a minute because this all adds up to that. Yeah, I think yeah. the other is, uh, it's really a discipleship extension. I mean, you think about um, teaching biblical financial wisdom, and we talked about how important it is for the believer in their discipleship. Um, you're able to work with potentially hundreds of financial advisors in your church or dozens that are serving multiple clients and families. And so you're, you're able to trust them to provide biblical advice to those clients. So it's, a, it's really an extension of your ministry and a ministry partner. And I think the last one that you touched on, John, is kind of the leveraging the influence of advisors. As I mentioned, 
These advisors have hundreds of clients and they have the opportunity, a unique opportunity to get very close to those clients. Um, you know, we talked a lot about this at KA that the relationship that uh, a client has with uh, an advisor may be more intimate than with his wife in some cases or spouse or husband. Yeah. Because they, they know where the money's going. They can see what priorities are. Uh, it tells a lot about the person and how they're, they're, they're spending their money. Um, but using these advisors and, and, and uh, working with them to help free up uh, generosity and charitable giving um, is, is a huge thing. One of the things that most of our advisors out there that are part of our association uh, will challenge their clients on giving is are you first question is are you giving to their local church because that that is the biblical model of generosity um, and so imagine having a partnership of financial advisors in your church if you're a pastor that are out there challenging and encouraging uh, and holding accountable your congregation to be generous and being generous to the church yep. um, so that that's why I think that being intentional as a pastor about working with financial advisors and getting to know them um, formally or informally is, is a, is a win-win for, uh, for the church. That is so good. I hadn't really thought about that, but you know, it's almost like a peer to peer type of discipleship, right? So you may be hearing it from the front. Uh, it, but you know, if a pastor's preaching a sermon and I have preached many sermons in my life, it almost, I almost could come across like Charlie Brown's teacher after a while where, you know, all they're hearing is want, 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 instead of peer to peer, small groups, their advisor, other voices of experience speaking into their lives from a discipleship context and saying, Hey, listen, are you giving to your local church? Is that a priority to you? Where, where, what kingdom are you building? You know? Those are powerful questions that, you know, sometimes a pastor wants to ask, does ask, but again, it's only one perspective. And I think the peer-to-peer -peer point is, is really powerful in the discipleship context, because uh, you and I have discussed this at Generis, you know, that one of the things that I think sets us apart is really the discipleship conversation. So we say there's two different tracks you're running on. One is mission advancement. In other words, what is the financial goal of your project? Of, uh, of the generosity initiative you're about to run. So mission advancement, but the other track is generosity discipleship. And this is exactly what we're talking about here today, the conversation in and around the use of resources. And a lot of times those two things don't run together well, unless you're very intentional about it. Yeah. And so that kind of leads me to my next question. And that is really, uh, these pastors also have a lot of influence with people that are advisors in the church or thinking about becoming a financial advisor why would they want to intersect with Kingdom Advisors, the organization you represent? What, what, what kind of sets you guys apart and what's different about you mm -hmm. as to why they would want to join up? Yeah. Well, you know, John, our, our whole mission and vision is built off um, kind of this one principle concept. We want every believer, every Christian to receive uh, competent, effective biblical financial wisdom in their decision making. Yeah. And that's going. We believe that financial advisors are one of the most effective ways of leveraging and doing that. Mm -hmm. um, now, I talk to advisors every day, and I meet advisors every day, and many of them are active in their church. They're strong believers, and these are advisors and financial professionals that are Christian. Um, but there's a difference between an advisor that is Christian and an advisor that is a Christian financial advisor. 
And there are a couple of things that that I'll point out. One is intention and thought about it. I look back on my life uh, in in my um, career in the financial services industry. My work and my faith were very disconnected. And uh, it, and it wasn't it wasn't out of a lack of desire, but just at a lack of knowledge that I could do that. Um, and, uh, you know, the day that that I work with an advisor where that light bulb comes on is that they can see that one, they can they can make a life for them themselves and their family that God can provide through them for their work. But they can actually have kingdom impact in doing the work. It, and it's amazing. That's what I, that's what gets me going every morning is mm. is waking up and having those kinds of conversations and seeing that impact. It's kind of like the halftime model. You and I talked about this earlier with Bob yep. Buford, uh, integrating your work and your faith kind of workplace ministry. But that intention um, and that integration is really key. Um, I think the other thing that sets an advisor that's a Christian apart from a Christian financial advisor, again, back to the intention, is getting training. Uh, being part of a community of peers that can encourage you and hold you accountable and help you see best practices and help you with um, with your practice and with your clients, and then really help being able to hold yourself out professionally um, as a specialist in serving um, Christian clients and faith-based clients and having a distinction. We offer a designation called the Certified Kingdom Advisor designation. Uh, we have about 2,000 of our 4,000 members that have that designation, but you can go to our website today at kingdomadvisors.com and search for a financial professional uh, in your area and in your particular need. Uh, and it's, a, it's, it's another, uh, you know, going back to your earlier question, John, it's a, it's a really credible source for a church and a pastor to direct their congregation to, to get biblical financial wisdom that they, they can be confident about. Um, and so those are the, those are the, I think, part of the, the, the three or four things that really set an advisor apart that's a Christian and one that's really intentional about integrating their faith and work and being a Christian financial advisor. And so I get the chance to, to help those help those advisors like that and make that decision and see that we've we've had several advisors, again, who have been um, that are 50, 60, 70 years old in some cases that have that are, you know, have a Bible in their lobby. They have a verse on their wall. Uh, they're good men and women that are serving uh, God. But uh, again, once they get into our training and see some of the resources that we can provide, they're like, I didn't know I could take it to this level. It's a game changer for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for some advisors, you know, that integration is very nuanced. Uh, it's very specific to that advisor and the firm they work with, but in others, We've watched, we've watched advisors start a Christian-based firm serving just Christian clients or being very faith-forward in the way they market and promote themselves. So, um, you know, Ron gives an example of, uh, he was on an airplane one day and was reading um, the Wall Street Journal. And this uh, person asked Ron what he did. And he told him about Kingdom Advisors. And the best way he said he could explain it to him is that he took in one hand the Wall Street Journal which demonstrates professional competence, uh, the, the techniques, the mechanics of good financial planning. And then the other hand, he held up his Bible. And then he put the Wall Street Journal into the Bible. And he said, that is what a Christian financial advisor does. That is biblical financial wisdom. So that's probably the best visual I can give you of, of the difference. Uh, <laughs> fantastic word picture. I love it. You're exactly right. And again, I cannot imagine a greater time to be having this conversation, Randy, because, you know, as we know, uh, cash 
savings right now is at an all-time high, probably the biggest has ever been in history. Uh, the stock market is breaking records daily as we do this recording, which is now the end of July in 2021. And so there's obviously a tremendous amount of wealth that is available right now. And the question, of course, is what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. uh, are you going to leverage it for good? Are you going to leverage it to help others? Are, you've been blessed to be a blessing. So how's that going to happen? And that's what I love about your approach, because it's sound. It's biblical, but it's sound. In other words, uh, what I keep hearing you say is we really got to put our client first and foremost, but at the same time, we've got to put it through the filter of kingdom analysis. You know, mm -hmm. are we going to do the right thing for you and your family, but are we going to do the right thing for the kingdom of God ultimately, right. which let's face it, we all, we all need that. And in full disclosure, uh, I have a, uh, uh, an advisor with, uh, Ron blue myself personally, who's kingdom advisor. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also a participant, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just right. actually having the conversation here. So I appreciate the approach, but Hey, let me uh, get to my last question, which tends to be my uh, guest's favorite question that I ask. Uh, one that I ask every guest, and that is if you could wave your magic wand today, uh, and make and just change one thing in the local church in the U.S. for Randy Glass. What would that one thing be? It's hmm. a great question. I've given some thought to that question, John. <laughs> um, I've got a one A and a one B answer. Um, so if you could give me that freedom, uh, I think the first being to boldly preach the gospel, and I underscore the word, word boldly. Uh, I've been spending a lot of personal time in the Gospels and reading Paul's letters uh, to the churches, and it is very, very convicting and very, very encouraging to see how the Gospel is really preached um, in the day of Christ, in the day of the disciples, and it's very clear, it's simple, it's pure, um, it's not coded in, in so much of, of what is being in some cases taught today. And I, I, I got convicted that I need to be getting that kind of wisdom from my church and my pastor. Um, and I think just to challenge church leaders to always go back to preaching the true real gospel and letting the gospel speak for itself. Um, I think another thing, my grandmother, before she passed away many years ago, she used to make me sit and listen to Billy Graham all the time. Huh. And I've been listening to Sirius uh, Radio, and there's a new Billy Graham channel that is on there. But I listen to him now, and I hear him preaching, and I'm thinking, gosh, is Billy still alive? Because it sounds like he's preaching. What he's preaching is like in today's world, exact same things that we're, we're experiencing today in our world. And the sermon is from 1970 or 1980. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so my point in all that is to say that the gospel preaches itself if we just are faithful to that and sharing that. So that'd be one. Yep. I think two would be a part of that is to boldly disciple um, church uh, attendees and members on biblical financial wisdom. As we talked earlier in the call, it is maybe the largest stumbling block for discipleship for believers. And so I know it's, it's a very awkward thing for a lot of pastors and church leaders to talk about. Um, but we as an organization can help churches. We can help leaders. Um, and you as Generis and in particular are just helping churches and, and pastors have this conversation and to have a movement of generosity in the church. So I say boldly preach the gospel and then boldly disciple biblical financial wisdom. 
I love both of those. Uh, so good, Randy. And again, uh, just thanks for spending some time with me today in the Church Plus podcast. I know you've made an impact. I know this is actually going to be very helpful and practical for a lot of church leaders who are listening today. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you, John. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Church Plus podcast today. I know there are literally hundreds of podcasts you could be listening to, so I'm grateful you've tuned in today. We'd always appreciate your help and support in the following areas. You can subscribe to the podcast, you can share the podcast, tell a friend about it, or you can rate and review the podcast. Until next time, this is John Bennett with the Church Plus podcast.